This world is filled with really smart people. Some of you may be a part of that companionship of smart people. Especially when you really start talking to some of you students, I'm like, wow, wicked smart. Some of you are so smart that you know how to solve one of these. I do not belong to that company. But if you've ever known someone, or if you yourself are, a Rubik's Cube requires a lot of intelligence (laughs) to solve in the right way. You see, I belong to the companionship that just takes the pieces apart and puts them back together. You may belong to the companionship that takes the stickers off and puts them back on. But everyone knows that the whole purpose is to mix it up and be able to put it back as it was without taking shortcuts. I have some friends who are very good at the Rubik's Cube, so good that they have like, I didn't know there was such a thing, there's like a whole cult following of Rubik's Cubes. You can buy them in all kinds and all shapes and all different means of sides and forms. And and what I discovered that I didn't know before then was that there's like algorithms or something they call it that help you solve them. I sort of always just never thought about it. I just figured somehow it like worked. (laughs) I didn't realize it was two this way, one that way, up, down, left, right. I have a similar experience with a life of faith. There's a desire to communicate what is inside of me to everyone I meet. And at times when I'm talking, people say, Father, you're really smart. I can tell you I don't feel that way. I don't think of myself as one who knows a lot. But I do have a sense that there is a way this thing gets back to how it's supposed to be. And in front of the complexities of the world and the lostness that we can all find ourselves in and the darkness that seems to descend and the despair that we can drink from, I have this like, no, it doesn't have to be. God wants us put back together. Before original sin, we were created in a certain way, but nobody is created in the way they're supposed to be today. We have desires that are not of God. We have thoughts that do not help us live in company with each other, with ourselves, or with Him. And we're in need of figuring out why we're so mixed up. And there's shortcuts There's ways people just say, hey, take the stickers off and put them on like this. Or 
deconstruction is like centuries in the making. Just take it all apart and pretend that you did the job. But the heart always knows something still isn't right. And when you've discovered the way in which you can be ordered, you can't help but eventually want everyone to be ordered to the fulfillment of what you found in your life. And 18 years ago, in a surprising way, that fulfillment occurred. But it's been an 18-year journey of figuring out, okay, now how do I help other people? And then in that journey, it's like, wait a minute, I kind of forgot myself. As I realized, just because you're together once doesn't mean it sticks that way. But my great desire to communicate has resulted in a shortcut, but the way it works. The observation of reality, listening to the church, a life of prayer, your own human experience, time and time again, something becomes clear. Those that are able to proclaim the goodness of God within the church seem to have followed a similar path, found the algorithm to God. I can't help but do this. It doesn't mean I'm smart. But as people look at this, they look and they say, oh my gosh, even in the sacristy, uh, John Bauer was like, what's that? Like, we don't have enough time to talk about it. But my friends, it always goes deeper. And the algorithm is actually easier than what I thought it was until recently. That diagram could be summarized in these words. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles and to the communal life, the breaking of the bread and the prayers. It's that simple. where people are reordered and filled with life and joy, confident they have met their creator and they belong to him, desires changing almost without effort and other desires requiring a little bit more. A journey they can say, on that day I used to be like this and now I'm like that and I still got a ways to go. A recognition of friends that have helped us on this journey. A companionship. I would encourage you to think to yourselves and your own journey. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles, to the communal life, to the breaking of the bread, and to the prayers. As we begin to conclude this incredible year, As you prepare your hearts and minds to head into the summer 
to your parishes back home or the pastorates for those of you who are in pastorate number 20. It's going to be a journey. It always is. If I would have stayed at Christ the King Parish, the place that fed me and taught me these four things for the first time, you wouldn't have me here. If I had stayed in meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous and never followed a prompting to leave those rooms and figure out what does it mean that a place that isn't Catholic taught me way more than the church apparently did. You wouldn't have me here. Those meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous wouldn't have had me fully able to give them a path when they get to the place where they need something more. And so we're in this spot where we have to really make a judgment and recognize what's the algorithm that made all this happen? Because we could leave here and never understand what occurred. You can be filled with the grace of God and forget how it came to you. How do I know? Because I'm in my head all the time and I get all kinds of ideas again and I get all kinds of thoughts. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that, 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 that. And it's like, oh, wait, slow down. And then to say, does that really get us where we want to go, John? And then that beautiful simplicity comes back. And four things have never been able to discard from the algorithm. The other night I was just talking with some of you about them. Every group that I find that's filled with a life that I say, that's what I want. Every place I go in the church or even outside of the church, to a degree I see these things happen. People pray. People come together in a friendship. People celebrate the Eucharist and receive the Lamb of God. And people grow in knowledge of the truth that that God divinely revealed to us in ways we couldn't come up with by our own smarts. Now, the fascinating part for me is because of my journey, I've had to figure out what does it mean that something I see is happening outside the church in ways that seem to make it think the church isn't necessary. The thing I've discovered is God is at work in the life of every human being because he created us in a way to need to search for the fulfillment and realize there's someone else fulfilling me here. And so to whatever degree someone recognizes I'm created by a power greater than myself, they'll experience something good in their life. To the degree that people come together and more aware, I don't have what I need and cry out together, it doesn't matter what the cry is. They'll experience something of companionship that they'll say, I'm so grateful these people are with me. And to the degree that people are aware that Jesus Christ is the power in this world that keeps like showing these flashes of light, the more they'll become aware of who they belong to, where they've come from, the journey and the riches and the treasures that are available, and where it is that we'll be going for eternal life. 
And their wonder and awe before the mystery of everything will fulfill the recognition that one can only love what one knows. And so the more that I know, the more that I will love and in loving realize I have been loved by him. And so it's a gift to be able to see where it happens outside of us, but always to realize, to draw deeply into it. As we prepare to welcome next weekend those that have been on this friendship and this companionship with us into the church, they offer a beautiful witness of these four things. And one of the things that's always interesting is the discovery of the history to realize that the teaching of the apostles, when this was written, the apostles were live at the time. But they're alive today, too. And so are 2,000 years of witnesses that connect us to the revealed truth down from the beginning of Jesus Christ and the apostles to today that help clarify our way so that we can go even more deeply into the goodness and truth of love and love of God who is here. And this is why we are alive. This is why we've been changed. This is why our hearts are filled with joy. This is why we can come in here and say, wow, something's happening to me. But if we don't grow in our awareness of how it's happening, we just become a bunch of people who hold on and play around with the Rubik's Cube instead of others who can teach people how to put it back together. And ultimately, putting it back together isn't our job, but it is a grace we're given that we have to say yes to. And so you have. How in your year, how in this year, have these things happened to you? You've learned and grown in an awareness of the teachings of the church and the gift of reality as it has been given to us. How have you become a part of a communal life? How have you celebrated the Eucharist? And how have you grown in prayer? Concretely, close your eyes. Let's actually take this In the past year, how have you grown in prayer? Who is it that you found yourself in companionship that has helped you in this journey? And maybe they're not even people you've talked to, but somebody you see and somehow sparks desire in you. How has celebrating Mass on Sundays or during the weekday helped you live more aware of him? And what have you learned about God and Jesus and the church in this past year?
and surprised you and helped you know that it isn't about your smarts, but receiving his gifts that is ultimately what you need. As we pray and prepare ourselves to depart from here, when May comes, you will be in other places where people are not aware of the goodness and love of God. You will become more aware that there are places that are not vital, don't have a vitality that you want. And I would propose that the world from the beginning of the readings that we have today until today are the same. We are sent to bring this life to the world. And I pray for the day that you recognize that you are not only one who receives this incredible gift, but is an instrument and sees a face and a life and maybe even a family or a friendship that you can say, oh my gosh, these people wouldn't have what they do had I not said or been or prayed or went where I did. And it isn't something that needs to be extraordinary. God's grace happens in little ways. There is a man among us who took a journey that had nothing to do with the St. Thomas More Newman Center until a couple weeks ago, in which he called and said, I'd like to become Catholic. I didn't know him. Peggy didn't know him. None of you knew him, at least we thought. And because of an invitation to weekday Mass, when he left, he put his hand in that holy water font and blessed himself. A day later, I asked him what he thought of going to Mass. And you can only imagine, especially if you here have been here for the first time before, like, confusing! <laughs> Which, by the way, I love how you guys help each other when someone is new here. But I've learned in 18 years, don't go deeper into the confusion, but use it as a means to find him. And so I said, you know, sometimes not understanding all of the stuff at Mass helps us recognize the most important thing Because something can happen to us, even if we don't know what it is. And this young man's eyes lit up and he said, Father, when I left Mass and put made the sign of the cross, something happened to me. And later on, the water wasn't on my forehead, but I could still feel it. It was important he came to Mass. 
but his life is going to be different because he recognized what happened was him. Every once in a while, I read the dour state written about in the church. But it doesn't take me but a moment to hear something like that or listen to you or watch you come in here and kneel down and pray in the night to think to myself, ha, what happened 2,000 years ago is happening today. And death couldn't conquer the church back then. Good luck now. You'll go into the world and live in such a way that people might think you don't really know what's going on. But if they hang out with you long enough, I bet their heart will start telling them, you are really smart. And I pray you have the grace to share with them that all of the goodness that you have comes from him.